Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, this week we're going to be getting real clear on what happens when you fall off the bandwagon. So I get it. It's the end of January. You know, we set those New Year's resolutions. We're really, really keen and motivated to make a difference this year. And maybe things haven't gone as planned. Or maybe we've started to slip back a little bit. We've fumbled our way along. And you're right at that tipping point where a lot of people have already given up on making a positive difference this year. But you are not going to be one of those people because today I'm going to be revealing my top three tips for how to get back on the bandwagon when things don't go to plan. Because here's something I can promise you about life. Life does not go to plan. Life throws curveballs. And the most powerful thing you can develop is the ability to bounce back when one of those curveballs comes along, when things don't go to plan, to get yourself back on target and back on track. And there's a few key ways to do that. I'm going to cover those with you today. So how about we get straight into it and let's get on a roll. So first and foremost, one of the most powerful strategies and techniques that I advise to people when things don't go to plan and they fall off the bandwagon is to practice a bit of self-compassion. You know, it's all too common that when things don't go to plan or we don't achieve what we set out to achieve by the time we aim to achieve it, we just beat ourselves up and we start criticizing ourselves, we judge ourselves, and we put ourselves down. And the more we do that, the less likely we are to actually get up and try again. I mean, can you imagine if you were helping a child you know, learn to ride a bike? Can you imagine speaking to that child the way you speak to yourself when things don't go to plan? So let's say the child falls off the bike. Would you go over and tell them that they're such a failure, that there's no way they're ever going to achieve it, that they shouldn't even bother trying, that this happened last time, it's just going to keep happening? Of course you wouldn't. You'd go, hey, you know, things didn't go to plan. You fell off. Up we get, dust ourselves off. Let's give it another go. And we fail forward, but as we grow up, as we become adults, we forget that failure is an essential part of the learning process. I mean, look at how you learned how to drive a car. and Look at how you learned how to walk. Learning has to involve some degree of screwing up. You know, there's a great saying I'm a big believer in. It's fail fast, fail forward, and fail often. But coming at this with an idea of, okay, you know what? I might have failed. I might not have done what I set out to do. I might not have achieved in the time frame I am to achieve it in. Um, you know, whether it was your a weight loss goal, whether it was a goal about changing careers, whatever the goal was that you set at the start of the year, whatever your intention was for this year, things have probably not gone to plan. You've probably stuffed up a couple of times and that's human and that's fine. But when we start judging ourselves and beating ourselves up, we're just making it harder to go again. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. We beat ourselves up and we're cruel to ourselves. You're actually less likely to go again. So you're more likely to never achieve that goal. And then that just fuels itself. It becomes a vicious cycle. And as I said, self-compassion is one of the best ways to begin breaking that cycle. Speak to yourself the way you would speak to a child or to a close friend. Now, if your friend came to you and said, hey, I set this goal at the start of the year. Things haven't gone to plan. I've fallen off the bandwagon. How would you respond? What would you tell them? Because chances are the advice that you give others, especially your closest uh, loved ones, is the advice that you actually really need to hear from yourself. 
So rather than beating yourself up when you're looking at your goals and going, damn it, I haven't done them, take a deep breath. Take a bit of compassion and a little mindful moment to go, okay, things haven't gone to plan. How do I get back on track? What can I do differently next time? Because from there, you're able to make positive progression forward. You learn from your mistakes. The other option where we beat ourselves up and never try again is just the equivalent of just giving up entirely. It'd be like if if a pilot said, okay, our goal is we're going to arrive in Paris at 7.30 p.m., then there was a headwind and life threw a curveball and you're going to arrive later, say 8 p.m. Right? The pilot goes, okay, well, this is fine. You know, there's something unexpected, life threw a curveball, let's bounce back, let's continue on our journey. Can you imagine if a pilot turned around and started beating themselves up and going, you know, damn it, you're a liar, you're a failure, you said you'd arrive by 7.30 p.m., now you're going to arrive by 8. What the hell's the point in ever doing this? You know, screw it, we might as well crash the plane. It's ludicrous to think about, but that is how a lot of people approach their own goals they crash the plane as soon as something doesn't go to plan and that's something that you can probably recognize you've done yourself in the past a lot of people have i know i have in the past for sure so the first tip to really getting back on the bandwagon is to just take that little bit of self-compassion speak to yourself the way you would to a child or to a close friend and allow yourself the flexibility in the, the room to be able to get back on and go, okay, well, how do we bounce back from this? How do we continue forward with our journey? The second strategy that I really advise for people to help them get back on the bandwagon when things don't go to plan with their goals and their own personal growth and development is to revisit your why. Now, when I say your why, I mean get really clear on why the goal mattered in the first place. You set this goal for a reason. What were the reasons behind it? And we need to get clear on two types. We need to get clear on the pain reasons and the pleasure reasons. Because fundamentally, that's what humans are driven by. We're driven by the desire to move away from pain and towards pleasure. And a lot of you have probably heard me say before, if you're just being driven by pain, you'll yo-yo and you'll stop making change as soon as the pain's taken away. That's why yo-yo dieting and yo-yo exercising happens. But if you're just being driven by pleasure, you'll be an inspired procrastinator where you'll always think about making the change, but you'll never take action on it because there's no skin in the game. So we need to be able to get clear on both. So a great strategy to help you get back on the bandwagon, and this one works wonders if you allow yourself to go deep with it. Revisit the goal that you set and start asking yourself, okay, why did I originally write this goal down? Why does it matter? What will it bring to my life? What will it contribute? And when you find that answer, ask why to that answer. So we're going deeper every time we ask why. So a good example is, okay, I might have set the goal to exercise three times a week this year. And maybe things didn't go to plan in January. You might have still had friends and family around over the holidays. You're getting back into the swing of things with work and getting the kids back to school. Now, a lot went unplanned. And maybe there's been a few weeks where you haven't gone and exercised. We get clear, why did I want to exercise three times a week? Well, I wanted to feel fitter and healthier this year. Okay, well, why did you want to feel fitter and healthier? I wanted to um, be able to do whatever I wanted to in life without my body limiting me. I didn't want my body to stop me. Now, well, why does that matter? You could get specific. Well, I want to be able to go to the beach and be in swimmers and feel confident and, and strong and powerful. Why does that matter? You know, we can keep going deeper until we accrue all of these reasons of this goal means a lot. It's about more than just exercising three times a week. There's so much more to be gained from this. And then we flip it over to the pain side and go, okay, why does it matter? Why does it bother me? that I've not 
been following through on this. And now we're not doing this from a sense of self-judgment. We're just getting clear on the, the reasons behind it and the pain motivation. So why does it matter that I haven't followed through on this? Or why does it matter if I don't follow through on this, if I continue on this path the rest of the year? Because right? the past of the past, we can't change that for whatever reason, whatever curveballs came up, whatever happened, it's not going to plan in January. That's fine. There's still 11 months left of the year. You know, I always say this, I say to people, it's so often I see people, they go out and they see that one tire is flat and their solution is to slash all of the others, right? And again, it sounds crazy, but that's how a lot of people approach their goals. They go, oh, well, January's done. I guess the rest of the year is fucked now as well. And that is definitely not the case. But we get clear on pain motivation by going, well, how does the rest of the year look if I don't do something about this? If I don't follow through on this change, if I don't commit to this goal, if I don't pursue it, then what happens? And again, you'll get an answer. Then we go deeper. So in this case, if we use the same example, um, well, I will become less healthy. Okay, well, why does that matter? Well, I'll have less energy. Why does it matter that you have less energy in your day? Well, because then I feel like I'm not actually living, like I'm just getting by each day. Why does that matter? Because I feel older than I am. Why does that matter? I feel I'm dying before my age. Right? Maybe not physically, but definitely emotionally and energetically. Right? That's painful. Right? So now you're into a point where there's a lot at stake. And that emotional leverage, that emotional intensity between the pain and the pleasure and going deep on both those reasons, that will help reinvigorate you to get back on the bandwagon. I highly recommend for any goal, you write up your pain and pleasure reasons underneath the goal and you put it somewhere where you can see it. So anytime you slip up or fall off the bandwagon, Yes, we still practice our self-compassion, but we go back and also give ourselves a bit of a wake-up call. Because let me promise you something. If you don't give yourself the wake-up call, life will eventually. I say life gives three signs where it's time to make change. First, it'll poke. Then it'll start pushing. And then if you ignore the push, you get a big old punch and life hits hard. Don't wait for the punch. Care about yourself enough to give yourself a bit of a slap in the face and a wake-up call sometimes because... That's what we need to make long-term sustainable change and to get back on the bandwagon. And the third tip that I think makes the biggest difference in getting back on the bandwagon and pursuing your goals is breaking it back down to smaller actions, rebuilding our momentum. If you think about it like running a race, let's say you're running a race and you're running, you're quite fast. So you're running at like 15 Ks an hour. And then you trip over your own shoelace, you fall, you hit the ground, it hurts. You can't expect yourself to get back up off the ground and immediately run at 15 k's an hour again. Like, it's just not possible. It's not going to happen. You have to get back up off the ground, take your first few steps, and they're going to be slow. Then build back up into a jog. Then build back up into a run. Then eventually build back up to that 15 k an hour sprint. But that takes time. It takes you to build momentum. You've got to take those first steps first. And this is what happens when we fall off our bandwagon, when we're pursuing our goals and making change in our life. It's so easy to expect ourselves when we get back on to be going 100% again, going full speed. And then when we don't hit that, it's it becomes easy to judge ourselves again, to put ourselves down and then give up. You know, like, why get back on board when I'm nowhere near where I was before? I feel like I've gone backwards. Right? Again, there's no backwards in pursuing goals. It's you either win or you learn. It's that simple. But from the learning, from falling over, from hitting the ground, the best way to get back up and get going is not to focus on I've got to get back up and go 15Ks an hour and finish the whole race. It's I've got to get back up and take my first three steps. 
or with your goal. Let's use the same goal. Okay, I fumbled and I wasn't going to the gym three times a week. Let's say that was the goal. Your, your first step isn't to immediately go to the gym three times a week. Your first steps are to set my alarm tomorrow morning. When the alarm goes off, get up and out of bed. That's step number two. Step three is get my exercise gear on. Now, if you just focus on those three steps, setting your alarm, getting up and out of bed in the morning and putting your gym clothes on, chances are you're going to follow through with the rest because they're momentum builders. They're the little steps that add up, but they give you momentum to follow through and continue all of the other steps. Now, I don't know too many people who get up in the morning, get dressed in their gym gear and then go, screw this, I'm going back to bed. Often that decision is made whilst you're still in bed. So when you're thinking about your goal, if you're thinking, okay, I fell off the bandwagon here, how do I get back on? Break it down, get back to basics, back to fundamentals. What are the three smallest steps that you can take? And ideally, they should be ones you can do today or tomorrow. It should be nearly immediate uh, because otherwise we're training ourselves into procrastination. We're thinking of our goals and training ourselves to go, well, I can't do anything about them for another week. We want actions that you can start basically immediately. And when you find those three steps, the first three momentum builders, the little steps that add up to make the difference, the next step is to go, okay, let's do the first one. Don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overanalyze. You know, there's so much I can talk about with analysis paralysis, the whole phenomenon of just thinking your way out of action. That's obviously not going to get you back on the bandwagon. It's not going to get you back pursuing your goals. It's not going to help you make a difference. It's going to be a matter of these are the three steps that are going to get me started. That's all I'm thinking about. Time to knock over the first one. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Which if you've heard of five second theory by Mel Robbins, 100% back that. Like it's the idea of take action before you've had time to think your way out of it, which normally only takes about five seconds for most people. So take an opportunity now. Think about what are the goals that you've slipped up on so far? What are the goals you've begun uh, begin to let go of and you're not actively pursuing even though you'd like to be? What are the curveballs life threw at you so far? What hasn't gone to plan? And then from there, so I go, okay, well, what would be my first three smallest steps to get back on track with this? What are the smallest changes that make the biggest difference? It's about being efficient and effective. <laughs> So to bring this week's episode close and to summarize those top three tips to help you get back on the bandwagon with positive change this year, your first one, practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Speak to yourself as you would to a close friend if they'd fallen off the bandwagon rather than judging yourself and belittling yourself. The second one, getting really clear on your why, on your reasons, getting back into that pain, pleasure, motivation. I highly recommend writing those down and putting them somewhere you see them frequently. And your third one, get back to basics, back to fundamentals, get clear on the first three steps you can take to get back moving and to rebuild that momentum. Don't overcomplicate it, just get back to your fundamental three. As always, I trust that you got a lot out of this episode. It was a short and sweet one this week, straight to the point and just giving you the content and the strategies that are going to help make a meaningful change in your life. As always, I do ask if you loved the episode, please let us know. Upload a picture of yourself listening to it or a screenshot onto Instagram or Facebook and tag Be You with Declan Edwards so that we know and we can interact with you guys. Share it with a friend if you know someone who's fallen off the bandwagon this year. If you know for a fact that one of your close friends 
uh, is not following through on the goals that they set themselves at the start of the year, send this episode to them. Do them the service of, of helping them get back on board. And as always, if you have any questions or any feedback, we're more than happy to receive it. Feel free to reach out to us at grow, G-R-O-W, at bucoaching.org. That's grow at bucoaching.org. Flick us through an email and either myself or one of our team will be able to answer any questions you have around this week's topic, as well as around emotional intelligence and well-being as a whole. But from the bottom of my heart, all the way out to yours, you know it by now, be empowered. Be exceptional. Be you. I'll talk to you next week.